episode four. Get out of here, Satan. What up, everybody? We're going to start off with a little prayer tonight, so bow your head and close your eyes. Dear God, we come before you on this night, God. So grateful for another day, another breath, another moment where we get to grow closer to you and glorify you. Lord, I pray that you just speak through me and Chris right now. I pray that you use us as vessels to relay your message to your children, God, reminding everyone that they are so loved and so chosen. Lord, we thank you so much for this night and pray you continue to bless us in every way that you do, God. In your almighty name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about a little bit uh, the feeling that God may have forsaken you. And just for anybody that doesn't know, Chris, what does forsaken mean? So forsaken is if you feel as if God is no longer there, that God has left you. And you see it a lot of times in the Bible where different prophets and stuff talk about this feeling that that uh, God has abandoned them. And I think a lot of people have experienced that. Yeah, no, that's real. I mean, that's a, a natural feeling, I guess, a natural thought to have just because there's a lot of times in life where things may not be going exactly how we want them to or situations may not turn out how we thought they should have. And when we're just down bad in the moment, we think like, God, where are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't it go my way? You know, because we're just naturally selfish and we're never going to understand God's plan and purpose and things, you know? Like, I've definitely been in that situation myself where it seems like the whole world is just falling apart. Quick shout out TC, early yes, shout out sir. TC. Yes, we sir. lit Friday night. But as I was saying, you know, it's just like, it feels like the world's just crumbling like one piece at a time. And I'm, I have no control over it, you know? I'm just living in it. Cause in reality, I have no control over anything. I'm just, I'm just a human, you know? God has all the power, God is power. You know, he's defined as power. So he can do anything he sees fit and he will do whatever he sees fit in your life. It's just our natural instinct is not always to trust him, you know? And that's why we're here to, to help people grow in a relationship with him so that even in times when things aren't going exactly how we want them to or see that they should, we lean on the faith instead of the understanding because the faith is what's going to carry us through the hard times, you know? What you think, Chris? You gonna read it first? Oh, you want you want to hop in with the verse? Let's hop in with the verse. Okay, we so, go. All right, all right. Let's get let's get scriptural real quick. So we're gonna jump in with Psalm seventy-seven, and this is just a little example to give you some context about what we're talking about, you know. Um, and this is a uh, for Judith, a choir director, a Psalm of Asaph, and he says. I cry out to God, yes, I shout, oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long, I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I am too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder. The difference now has the lord rejected me forever will he never again be kind to me is his unfailing love gone forever have his promises permanently failed has god forgotten to be gracious has he slammed the door on his compassion and then i said this is my fate the most high has turned his hand against me but then i recall all you have done O lord i remember your wonderful deeds of long ago 
They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O oh God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeem your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. So that's the shift in it right there, the scripture, you know. At first, he was questioning everything. He had his doubts with God and doubts with himself. He thought maybe he had acted in such a way that he no longer deserved the love of God, that God had left him forever and he was just meant to be alone. That the consequences of his action were that God was like, you know what, you messed up so bad that I'm done with you. And I think for me personally, like I've been there, you know, I, I think I, I made mistakes that I never should have made, especially as someone who has always had the knowledge of God, just never the relationship. I found myself in places and situations that I know for sure I never should have been in. And when I felt so alone and abandoned, I just came to the terms that, well, I mean, it's my fault. I did this. I don't even deserve God's love or his grace or his, his forgiveness at all. So I guess I'm just going to have to deal with it. But through time and through, through prayer and through building that relationship with God and realizing that he doesn't keep score, you know, like he sent Jesus down to set, set it, set it clean, clear all our debt. All the mistakes we have made are no longer valid anymore. Like Jesus said, like, the sins are as far from east to west, like they are gone. He has basically forgotten about them as long as we repent and turn to him. So instead of, of sitting in that, that mess of, oh man, I made a mistake, let's just turn to Jesus and let's learn more about Jesus so that we feel comfortable coming to him with our problems and issues instead of just holding them in. Run it up, Chris. Hell yeah. No, I think you made a... But I, I love that verse, you know, we were, we were reading it last week and we were going to put it in there last week, but we felt it, that that God wanted us to hold it off till uh, this week um, to talk about. And, uh, you know, I like I've never been at a point probably for myself wherever I was like, you know, where I really would say like, God, you've forsaken me. I never said it in a prayer or nothing like that, but, you know, I could say that when I first started seeking God, people were like, you need to pray. And I would pray, and I didn't feel nothing. I, didn't, I felt like I was talking to myself. I felt insane, right? And so from that, like, that, that aspect, that mindset, I really did think nothing's listening to me. I didn't really have the too much faith that something was really listening to me, right? I thought I was just talking to myself. You know, I would read, if I read Scripture, if I, if I read even just spiritual literature, not even getting into Scripture, but just something that, you know, Jesus-related books, because, like, those helped me, too. I felt no presence of God. I, I would talk, people talk to me about God. I'd be so lost and confused. And so from, like, that aspect, I felt like that before, where I'm like, this God that this person knows is listening to him and knows is right there. Like, I didn't feel him like he was right there, like this person felt. The reason I say that is because I know a lot of people listening are new in their faith, and so it's like, you know, I'm not always going to feel God's presence. You know, I'm not always going to feel like God is right there with me. I'm not always going to feel, you know, and I have been there before, like even after, even after I had, you know, made a connection with, with uh, Jesus, like I had been at a spot probably like eight months into it where my ego pride, my, you know, my flesh, like my sin gets in the way. And that's what ends up. God has never forsaken me. God was there so many times. Like, I can look back on my life and like, you know, I told him my car one time, ran into a tree and like could have died with that. I used to drive like 
in blackouts, could have died through that, right? And although I wasn't feeling God, I wasn't searching for God, I know he was right there. It was miracles. That was the only reason that, you know, I'm even still on this earth. And it's like in those in those moments, right, like I could look back and say, yeah, I know God was right there with me throughout this whole time, but but I didn't feel God, you know, I didn't know he was there. So back to what I was saying is like I've been deep into the spiritual journey before where I remember calling this guy David because I was I felt some type of way about it. And, you know, I was like, bro, I've been praying and stuff. And like you before when I was praying, like, you know, I was feeling dumb close to God. Every time I had a conversation with him, every time I read a book, every time I could talk to someone about God, it was like this crazy, overwhelming feeling. I was like, I haven't been feeling that. And David told me like something really fire. He's like, you know, I think that, you know, after I have that deep connection that I've made, that for the rest of my life, I'm always going to feel this deep closeness with God. And he says, that's just not real life. That's not true, right? Like, I'm given all these tools, right? Like, prayer and all these things are kind of like tools, bro. Like, you know, building the relationship, tools to build a relationship. That was fire. Mm. That, was off, that, that was off the dome, yeah, boy. You feel me? But, um, and that's what he told me. He's like, and what I, it's so like my job, though, is is the trust part, the faith part of, okay, right, God has me in some season or something like that, and there's a reason for it, right? Like, I'm going to change something. I'm going to look to change something when I'm not feeling that overwhelming presence, or I'm going to, you know, God God knows how I'm going to react to certain things that he does, and that's really what he was trying to tell me is, like, God knows, right? Trust that God knows why that connection isn't so deep, but also it's like I got to look at myself, right? Because, like, like I was saying, like, God never does actually leave me, you know. He's literally always right there. And when it really comes down to it, when I really get deep, like really focus in, right. You know, a lot of times I like to pray when I'm like driving in my car, but when I really get deep and focus in, I don't feel the same connection driving my car saying a prayer as I do when I'm like locked in on my knees. I can always get that deep connection right then, you know, when I'm locked in on my knees and I, no matter how selfish I was that day or how big my ego was or how much I, you know, I denied God that day. It's like, I always know, I'm like, oh, he's right there. You know, like he, he is still watching out for me. I haven't gone too far. He still loves me, right? And it motivates me to kind of like, you know, turn around and do better. But, you know, I guess like my main point through all this talking is just God has never forsaken anybody. He's always right there. You just kind of got to turn around and look at him. Yeah, no, that's real. Um, And I just... I was listening to a little message from a, a pastor the other day, and he was kind of giving like a visual representation of of the way we see our relationship with God, and you know, especially in the the part of like making mistakes and like wanting forgiveness for those mistakes we made. Um, and he was basically like holding a pile of trash, and God was God was urging him, was pushing him, like opening the lid, like literally opening the lid to the trash can, like look, put your junk in the trash can and let it go once you bring it to me you are forgiven you are not defined by these mistakes that are weighing so heavy in your brain and in your heart you know and so after plenty of nudges plenty of pushes from god he finally puts the puts the trash in the in the the garbage can but because he clings so so hard to to the mistakes he can't get past the mistakes he keeps picking up pieces of the trash and before you know it he's got the whole trash bag back in his hands you know I feel like I do that sometimes too and um it's just it doesn't get us anywhere you know like we have to trust his word that when we when he says leave it with me leave your your mistakes with me and you will be forgiven talk to me bring it to me don't hide from me don't try to take back your mistakes like if we just truly give it to him and let it go we are washed free you know like so many times in my life, 
I felt uh, like the door was closed to God because I could only think of the wrong I had did in my life. Never did I think that he would take that wrongdoing and use it as power to, to help share with another person and relate to another person and let them know that it's okay, bro. You're not alone. Like, no one is ever forsaken by God. Like, he is always with us at all times. And when I was messing up my life and... Ooh, shout out, TC. And while I was just messing up my life and, and living in this mess, you know, like, he was carrying me through it. Because there was no way I had the strength to walk through these things alone. There was no way I should have made, made it safely through a lot of the things I did. But God just loved me so much that he carried me in times when I couldn't walk. And I think that's so important. And I think that's why I try to tell people so many times when they come to me with their problems and they're like, bro, I'm just so down. I just can't see the light. I can't see the glory. I can't see what God is doing in this season. It's like, bro, I, I honestly can't either. But I can tell you from personal experience that if you just keep trusting him and keep seeking him through the trials, that those storm clouds will start to clear and that you will see the light and that eventually things might not get better, but you will have this inner peace, this inner feeling of safety and security because you know that you are saved, that you know that you're... Your salvation is no longer in your hands. It is in Jesus' hands, and he has washed us free of all our sins. The minute he died on that cross and came to be with us in the spirit, he has set us free. You know, like those chains are broken. He has freed us from the prisons that we're living in, you know. But I feel like it's so natural for us to try to jump back in the past, jump back in the garbage can and pick things up because, in a sense, like it's comfortable to us, you know. Like we're familiar with the the sin, you know, like, it brings us some type of gratification. And so instead of leaving it with God and, and only looking to glorify him, we start thinking about ourselves again, you know, and, and then in those moments when we're only thinking about us and things aren't going so good. Yeah. It's easy to be like, Oh man, like God, you must not be with me, but it's like, no bro, he's with you. You're just not focused on him. He wants us to focus on him with everything we got instead of being so selfish and worrying about ourselves, you know? And that's one thing I had to learn was like, get out of myself and help another person. Because that's what we're here for. We're here to seek God and help other people. And that's it. That's literally all he wants us to do on this earth. Because the more we do that, the greater impact we have on people's lives. And the more chances people have to find God, you know. Because there's a lot of people that may never experience God. And if you're listening right now and you've never truly felt that relationship or that presence of God, like, don't just discount this podcast. Don't just discount this time and these words. Just know that God is pulling at your heart for some reason. You know, he loves you and he wants you to be here. And he, he wants you to seek him and find that relationship with him. And in the hopes that you won't have to carry around that mess anymore. Instead, you'll carry that cross. And through any trial, any storm, you look at that cross and just be thankful for all the love that Jesus has shown you, you know. Oh, that was... That boy went in. That was heat. Um, I'm about to pause it, bro. Is that messing up? Obviously. I'll just cut all that out. Um, that was so fire, bro. The, uh, you know, you brought you brought up pain, bro. And if you haven't read the story of Job, it's so fire. And I'm gonna just do like it's gonna be so quick and really not give you all the all the power that 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 book has. But in the Bible, the story of Job, basically Job goes through the worst of it, the, the worst possible things you could go through. Never really 
eventually he questions God. That's what he does. He, does, he, never, he never says, like, oh, you've forsaken me. But he's like, why does, you know, he didn't think God left him. But he says, God, why did you do this? Right. And I think that's the point we get to is we're like, there's something. And this is what I'll say is everyone has pain. Like, whatever pain you're going through, I promise you, you're not the only one right now going through it. People die every day. You know, there are breakups every single day. That seems to be a very popular one is when people have breakups. You know, there are people struggling in literally every single way possible. Like, I promise you, you're not the only one going through it. And it's not like God's out to get you. And that's the reason you're going through it, you know. But anyway, in the story of Job, what ends up happening is he questions God. And he's like, he's like, yo, God, like, why? Like, I've been so faithful to you. I've, and Job was. He was a faithful servant. And he's like, why am I getting, like, all this bad stuff and it was like the worst stuff that could happen to it like no one's experienced what Job has experienced that boy went through it and literally all God doesn't even answer him he just starts to show him the like everything that he does and he starts questioning Job he's like you got questions for me like where were you when I created the world like where were you when I created heaven where were you when I created man like he starts to show him like these sea turtles and like these crazy monsters in the ocean like all this stuff right and it was basically this moment this humbling moment for Job where he realized how finite he was you know and that's kind of what I'm going to go into is like I so quickly want to trust my finite self right like I'm so quick to to see someone like on TikTok with a bunch of money and be like you know me myself I need to go focus on money and start getting some money up because I don't trust that God's going to take care of my finances or I'll be I'll see a really you know, a bad girl, and I'm like, dang, that's like wifey material right there. I need to go start grinding on these females because I don't trust that God's going to bring a godly woman into my life. And I start trying to take, like, my will back, you know what I'm saying? And it's insane when you think about it in the sense of God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and what's the other one? Omnipresent. Omnipresent. Everywhere. He's everywhere. That boy everywhere. Yes, sir. He. With me, with you, with Chris. Everywhere, man. He's... So it's like this infinite in all ways, shape and form, infinite God, you know, who's who's in my favor. It says in the Bible that that God's in my favor. Like he he wants the best for me, you know, but but hey, let me you know, I've done pretty good. Let me trust myself instead instead of him and going back to what Wally's talking about right through those hard situations. You know, for me to even question or think God's forsaken me, it's like, that's crazy. God has a very specific reason for what he's doing. And I can always look back and see, oh, okay, you know, when I'm faithful and trusted in God and I do his will and do his work right, I always can look back and be like, that makes a lot of sense, right? Like when he takes the girl out of your life, he's not going to turn around and he's not going to be like, hey, is it okay with you if I take this girl out of your life because I got somebody much better for you? He's just going to, you know, he's just going to go ahead, take the girl out. You're going to have to trust that he has a better plan and he's going to put the new girl in your life and you're going to look back and be like, oh, okay, so I just had to trust God and he really had my best interest in the whole time, right? But it's like, we don't, for me, like, I don't see that, bro. I'm like, I always stress, like, that's my, my, my biggest two are money and women, right? And it's like, especially with those, dude, I really need to not worry about, that. I do not need to chase that. I need to chase God as fast as I can, trust that he's going to take care of the rest of that. No, that's fire, dang boy. We're going in. That's that's tough. You you just snapped Pastor Chris on the mic, dang <laughs> boy. Hey, you gotta speak it. You know what I'm saying? Cause one day it could happen. You are gonna see Chris up on that stage and be like, dang, came a long way from the park bench. You know, run it up. Came a long way from the outdoor studio, up. running it up. But hey, 
um, just on that on that last note that he was saying, just chasing after God. Um, one thing that the pastor said is like, forget all your struggles, bro. Forget all your worries and your stress. Run after God full speed, and look who's next to you. Look at the people who are also chasing after God in your life, and that's who you need to be around. So whether you're struggling to find like a group of friends, whether you're struggling to find that woman, like you're never going to find him if you're looking for him, right? We're going to chase after God with everything we got, and he's going to put those people in your life, you know what I'm saying? And just to go onto the part about about the breakups and stuff, because, you know, that is tough, and I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of people are going through it, you know what I'm saying? Just today, just, bro, or been through it, or are, sorry to say it, but might be going through it soon. Um, Bro, like, how do you ever expect to love someone else if you don't love yourself, you know? Like, you gotta love yourself first, and the only way you can truly love yourself is by loving God, you know? Because everyone in this world right now is struggling to find their purpose. What's my purpose? Why am I here right now? Like, what is what is my career? How am I gonna make a million dollars? How am I gonna be an influencer? How am I gonna, all this stuff? No, bro. Our purpose is simply to seek God. And when we truly do that, when we truly die to ourselves and seek God, like, He takes care of the rest. Like, it's that simple. Our simple purpose to be here, bro, is seeking God. And, and when we do that, he starts to reveal his gifts to us, you know? Like, he has put us on this earth for a reason and a purpose, and that is to spread his word and spread his love. And, I, I mean, I, I can't say I never struggled with that, but, like, there's a lot of times where I was like, man, like, I love God. Like, when I started seeking God, I was like, I love God. And I just I just want to work at the church, bro. I just want to be, like, a pastor or something. Like, that must be so sweet, bro. Like, life just be must be so smooth and so perfect. Get to just talk about God all the time and just grow in your relationship with faith with other brothers and sisters of Christ. But then I realized, like, a relationship with God isn't defined by what you do in the church, what you do in the walls of the church. Like, God put me on this earth to be a barber for one specific reason. Because every day I have the chance to make someone's day better, you know? Whether that's just through a clean cut and no words, or if that's through a clean cut and some uplifting words, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's a messed up cut and the words are fire, bro, that was God's purpose, you know what I'm saying? Even if they don't come back because they didn't like the cut, maybe I could say something that could get them on that path of like, oh, wow, like what does he got? Why is he talking like that? Why is he moving like that, you know what I'm saying? And that's an example of, of using your spiritual gifts, you know what I'm saying? Like just whatever you're in right now like even if you work at mcdonald's bro and you just glorify god if you just like bring the light into that restaurant you bring the light into that place of work and you just are walking in the joy and the love bearing the fruits that god has given you bro you're gonna make a difference in this world and before you know it you're not gonna think man i'm only making this amount of money like no you're gonna think like i'm changing lives bro all through the power and glory of jesus christ you know what i'm saying jesus and was a carpenter. that's what i'm saying jesus was a carpenter bro he wasn't no preacher nothing. that's what i'm saying like yeah bro he he was in his human form like talking about like his his status he was just a regular guy you know what i'm saying like he was so humble that he didn't come down onto this earth and be like the king or the emperor or the ruler of a, a, a army or of a nation or any of the No, bro. He took the most humble form and walked it out to the best of his ability every single day, trying to glorify his father, you know? And I think so many of us are just caught up in this pattern of trying to be like that celebrity or be like that athlete or be 
like these people we see on Instagram, and it's like, no, bro, we need to be like Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot easier said than done. And in no way am I sitting here on my high horse like, oh, I walk out the light of Jesus every single day. No, bro, I don't. I don't do a great job of that. But as I try to see God more in the moments where I'm not walking in the light, I feel that conviction in my heart where it's like, dang, bro, like I really don't like this dude that I'm about to cut, but the Spirit is pushing me to be a little bit nicer to him today. I don't necessarily got to talk to him and chop it up like he's my best friend, but just smile, bro. Just just check on him. Make sure he's good. You know what I'm saying? Just just try to do the little things because those little things have the most effect on people. The stuff that we would just overlook naturally, bro, could be that nudge they need, that push they need, that little uplifting that they need to keep going, bro, because there's so many struggles in the world right now, and you never know what you're going to come into contact with. So, bro, why not just be the best version of yourself? And the best version of you is always going to be the one that honors and glorifies God. Yes, sir. And I just want to bring it kind of like around, like full circle. The really how I see it is like cause and effect. It's like we're talking about all of the different things that is going to make me look to God and say, God, why have you forsaken me? And everything that we're talking about is things that make us do that. And the reason we're wording it and talking about the way we are is because you can really see that it's God never forsakes us. It's like our own selves. It's like what we're doing, we're turning away from God. And in turn, we feel that it's him turning away from us, right? So it's like we talk about the breakups or if you're going through a hard time or or if you are maybe not living the best way that you should and um, maybe God's putting a new challenge in your life or something like that. It's, you know, my first reaction is going to be to blame God or it's going to be to blame somebody else, right, like in my own human nature, right? But in all reality, right, it's, it's thank God that's never the case because I can actually fix me. I can't fix nothing else, right? And that's really what it is most of the time, right? It's usually something that I'm doing that that makes me feel that makes me feel that way, you know. But just to more of the the points, like kind of how Wally's talking about right now, is like the easy fixable solution to all of these problems is is turning towards God. And it might sound kind of like, you know, like when I talk to people about it, is like they they always kind of give me the reaction of like, of course he's saying that as if it's like an evangelism type thing or like discipleship type thing. But I truly say that because I've lived a godless life and I've seen what that was and I don't got the most money. I don't got, I don't got any girl. I don't got, you know, you don't got no yacht, no boat, you know, I'm not like of high status or high power in really any area of my life. Really, if you were to look at my life, I'm really just extremely, extremely regular guy. But to have communion with God, I feel like I'm the most lucky man in the world. You know, that that there has solved all of my problems. I literally tell myself sometimes, right, I'm like, I, I felt the presence of God and it has felt better than anything that I've ever experienced in my life. You know, and I literally, like I, I tell myself, I'm like, if you, were to, if you were to put a gun to my head and you're like, I'm taking everything you keep one thing, I tell you, I just want to keep God because I know like, I would be so happy and so joyous and so free and so so much love and like all my feelings, my thinking, everything would be taken care of. If, if you took everything from me and I just had God, I'd be fine. I'd be straight. I could live the rest of my life just like that. You know, shout out TC. That was a little shout dirt bike piece. You feel me? Yes, sir. But, you know, and that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not out of like an evangelism or like, you know, I really preach the glory 
all the stuff about God because it's really like I said it last week it's like that's home like that's home to me like the reason I feel so lost so lonely and all that stuff where I feel like God isn't there is because I'm homeless right I'm not in my true home but like when I'm with God and I'm I'm chasing after him and stuff I'm like it's like I take a deep breath and go ah like I you know I'm okay you know Wally says something too about like you might have not actually it might have just came to my brain you might have said it run it up run it up bro but you know you know we we yeah <laughs> we all have a he was talking about kind of purpose and reason right I promise you you have a purpose and a reason because if you didn't God would have sent you sent you away by now he would have taken that breath from you but he's got you here for a reason right the reason that the 77 year old isn't here anymore is because he's kind of old right his body's decayed now and he don't got much purpose and reason anymore God's ready to either bring him up to heaven or he's done a trash job he's gonna go burn in hell with Satan that's real life though bro that's gotta keep it 100 you know what I'm saying gotta keep it real <laughs> hey, there's only two options bro at the end of the day so but but that's it right so it's like you know maybe right now you're just starting on your journey and maybe that's what God was waiting for you know maybe all the bad stuff you've gone through is because you're going to be able to do what me and Wally are doing right now is like help people through those you know those struggles and stuff God knew that there was still a purpose for you there was still hope for you that you could still come to him right because if not right like trust me like if he thought for sure you're done there's no way you're ever going to glorify his name or you're never going to come to him or you're never going to get to experience his presence or do good or help other people or anything none of it you know why would he that would be the question why would he keep you here but you're here right you listen to the podcast so you know what i'm saying run it up so keep listening bro just keep giving it a shot it's only gonna get better week by week you know what i'm saying so no i just was thinking about um this song i was listening to on the way here and it was just talking about like if God dresses the flowers and the lilies so so beautifully, like don't you think He's got you? Like if the birds never go a day without food, don't you think He's got you? So in those times where we're just so down on ourselves and questioning our existence, questioning why we're here, like, bro, look outside, look at the trees, you know, look at the nature, look at the the birds flying in the sky, like they're not starving, you know. The you gotta read it. What the verse? I know where it's at. I don't. I don't I'll know the exact. Run it up. Yeah. I don't know the exact talking, verse, but I just heard it from a song. I'm. I figured it was a verse. I'm sure someone said it, but. I got you. No, bro. It's just. It's just that simple. You know what I'm saying? Like. There are going to be seasons, where we feel, that we we are not, being fed. Where we feel like we're not being poured into. Where we feel like we're not living our best life. You know, but in those times i feel personally that's just a test of my faith you know like where does my faith stand when things aren't going so great because it's easy to glorify god when you're up when life is good when you got all the money when you got the bad shorty when you got the new job and the new car but like what about when you don't bro where does your faith lie you know what i'm saying and i would just encourage you if you're listening right now and you find yourself in that space where it's just like i don't know i just i'm lost i i have no I'm running out of options, honestly, you know, like, I don't know where this road is taking me, but I don't really want to be on it anymore. I would say just take the take the leap of faith and turn to God, you know, like, I would, I would try to explain it, like, in my early walk of faith, I would try to explain it as, like, when you were a kid, right, and it was, like, Santa Claus, when it was Christmas, you know what I'm saying, it was, like, you believe in Santa Claus, you might get a couple more presents, right, because your parents are, like, trying to, like, keep that belief going, keep that keep that that childlike nature in you that's like Santa came let's go like you're gonna get a couple more presents but the minute the minute you're like what Santa's not real like your parents gonna be like oh that's 
three presents gone from under the tree. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's like that, bro. Like, give God a shot. He has this book full of his promises, full of his glory. Why not just give it a try? You know what I'm saying? That was probably that was the best thing I ever did where I was at the end of the road and I was like, all right, bro, like I don't I don't have any more effort. I have fully surrendered. So it's like I might as well give God a shot. If if I don't, like, I don't know if I'm gonna live, I don't know what my life will turn into. Like, so I'm just gonna fully go at it, you know what I'm saying? And even with my full effort, like, I, I have not done a very good job, bro. Like, I'm still the same broken sinner I was a year ago. You know, I'm still a dirty dog by nature, but God is working on me. He's molding my heart into a heart that wants to love and glorify him with everything I've got. You know what I'm saying? I think Chris found the verse, so go ahead and read it. So I don't just sound crazy talking about the trees and the birds. <laughs> no, that's that. Hey, I really, the only reason, bro, that I know where it's at is because, bro, it's like the... Like, one of my favorite verses, bro, and it's like when I first started reading the Bible, I swear, it's like, that was, like, one of the first things I read, and I've always remembered it. Like, it's it's so far. But it's in Matthew, Matthew 6, 25 is the verse, and, like, save it because, like, but there's so much in this book, but, like, this this is something I can always go back to. We kind of went from forsaking God to trusting God because that's mainly what this these verses are about are just your trust in God. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? That's so fire. That's so fire. You can't add no more time to your life by worrying about it. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or, or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which here is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. He always be hitting. You, ye of little faith. Little, <laughs> little faith, bro. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The whole thing is so fire, and like, big thing for people with anxiety. Go through it, bro, because there's going to be some things that you definitely going to want to... You can tap in on a whole new verse, bro. We Holy Spirit going through right now, bro. But uh, no, nah, like there's so much in that one verse that's referring to trusting in God, and I know it's big for people that they they talk about they got anxiety. I'm telling you, like ninety percent of your anxiety is gone when your faith is in God. You know, I'm not worried. Like, I, 100% is gone, bro. Don't, don't discount God. What's no. What about? All right, bro, because some people be, there's levels to it, bro. 90% is crazy. That's so disrespectful. Watch out for that lightning, boy. Talking about infinite God. 90%, though. 100%, bro. He appreciate you, Wally. Yeah, I just, I just know people listening, bro. That's why I was trying to please the person, not God, bro. Because I know people would be like, I have anxiety. I go to therapy. Whatever. Don't discount the therapy. Or the anxiety, bro. We, we love you if you got anxiety and go therapy. Yeah. But go to God. Yeah, go to God. That therapist trash. Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Nah, but uh, 
for real. Like, that's what it is talking about is, uh, you know, I'm not stressed about tomorrow and that my main job is to seek the kingdom of heaven, right? Chase after God and trust that God is going to take care of the rest of the stuff, you know? Something that, that, you know, a mentor of mine has told me many a times. He says, you know, whenever, worry about, he says, worry about other people's problems and trust that God is going to take care of yours. And basically what he's saying is turn and help somebody else with their problems and trust that God's going to take care of your stuff. And I think that's always a fire thing, right? Get my mind off of what my, my stuff going on is and there's always somebody I can help. I wasn't even a loud car really, but, and then also how it's talking about storing away, storing away food. You never see a bird storing away food. And like, I know for myself, bro, I got that, you know, I got them investment accounts. I got my savings accounts. Like I try to save my money, you know, and so I'm not the best about that either. But if I had my full trust in God and really thought he was going to take care of me through this whole life, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to be hungry sometimes or stuff like that. It just means that I'm not going to die, right? Life's not going to be over, that God's going to take care of that stuff. But that my main purpose and my main thing I'm supposed to focus about is is God. What are you looking for? Oh, I, got, I got it. Got it? Yeah. No, when he was reading that, that verse from Matthew, it just... Um, he was taught, he said pagans and, and it just took me to uh first Peter chapter four and it's um it's like one through about five if you want to go back and dive into the word, but it basically just says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourself with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. You've spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless will, living and... Oh, hold on, hold on. Highlighted a little too dark. Let me Let me start back. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give account to him for give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. So, basically, just going in with that is like we no longer live to please our like evil desires, the natural sinful nature that we have. We're now living to please the will of God, you know, and in that. Like, we might have some time or some people that are, like, coming at us or judging us or talking down on us because we're not doing the same things we used to. And they might feel judgment coming from that just simply because we're not around them as much, you know. But we're just here trying to live by example instead of falling into those sins that he's talking about, you know. Um, And just how it says, like, you spent enough time in the past. Like, in the past, you could have been doing whatever. But right here, right now, God wants to see your next move, you know. He's not worried about your past. He knew what you what you did. He know he knew what you were gonna do before you were even born, you know. So, I just feel like I need to stop being so caught up in the past and look towards what is next, what God has for me next, you know. Because the more I just think about all the ways I've messed up, I'm gonna drive myself crazy, and I'm not gonna see all the beauty that God has done for me in my life today, you know. It's gonna be just exactly the the way the Psalm 77 that we opened up with is going, where it's like man, have I messed up so bad that God has forsaken me? Like, no, bro, that's just our our human sinful nature trying to come out and take control because it's like if we think that God has forsaken us, 
then what's going to push us to to chase after him even more if we think he's already gone, you know? And so we just got to really deny that, deny that lie from the enemy that we are too far gone. And with everything we got, seek that will of God. Seek the way of living that he has called us to, you know? Like, live out the principles he's laid out in this book instead of trying to go back in our past and, and go back in time and change things because we can't. We don't have the power to do that. All we have the power to do is the next right decision today you know and sometimes that's that's hard for me to understand but that's why I got to go back to the basics you know in the beginning the most simple prayer but the prayer I said the most throughout the day was just it was it's called the serenity prayer and it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference so it's like there's going to be some things that I can't change but only God can grant me the peace to live with that you know and then there are some actions I can take to make things better, but I'm going to need God's courage to actually act on that. And then I'm going to need his wisdom to know the difference because there's a lot of times where we think we can go back in the past and change things, where we can push our will, our power into a situation and change what's going on. You know, like if our girl breaks up with us, we think by something we can do, she'll come back. Like, no, bro. Like we don't have the power to make another person love us, you know? only God has the power and like I said before like he's not gonna make that work until we truly love him and once we start loving him and loving ourselves then he'll put that person in our path you know whether it's the ex or whether it's a whole new woman of God that you never would have imagined you know and that's just I feel like so many people are caught in that trap of like oh if I just work harder things will change if if I just act a little bit better if I stop making these same stupid mistakes like she'll come back like no bro if God does not have her for you she is not coming back but you just got to trust that you know what I'm saying and that's a lot easier said than done and I don't want anyone to think we're just sitting here just talking about something we don't know like everything we talk about is some real life experiences it's just through the faith and trust and the work we've done for God like things are starting to get better and that's why we're here is to like spread that hope. We, we, we share our experience to bring strength to others and also to show them that there's hope, bro. Like if there wasn't some down bad people in the church, like telling me like about their life and what they were going through in the beginning, like I wouldn't have believed anybody because I would have been like, dang, bro, all these, li- all these people, their life is perfect. Like, of course, they're happy and they love God. They're not going through nothing. But the people that were real and honest and open about their story and showed me that, like, just because you love God doesn't mean you're not going to go through stuff. Like, like no, we're, this is life, bro, but we're here to, to live life on life's terms. And through those terms, we got to trust God through it, you know, because it's not going to always go the way we want. But who are we to say, oh, God, what, you messed up? No, bro, we messed up. And God is just, through his love and mercy, forgiving us and saving us. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, put that trust in him, bro. I would just urge anyone listening to put that trust in him through hard times. Because the more we keep that faith and that trust through the hard times, the more character is being built. And we're going to be able to persevere through harder times and harder situations. So that when the storm does come, we don't fear it. We we get we rejoice in it you know what i'm saying we get excited and happy because we know that this is more time to work out our faith it's time to use those tools it's time to continue building that faith because every minute we're here on earth we got to use those tools or our faith is going to get weaker you know what i'm saying we got to use those tools to keep building up a firm foundation because the foundation is where it starts and with no foundation we're going to fall we're going to fall to those storms that come into our life you know what i'm saying
I don't know. Let's just, I think the best thing we could do is if we don't got no more words right now, we could just close it out in prayer. You know what I'm saying? Just a, to show a little bit of action that you could take. You know what I'm saying? So if you're listening to this and you're just at your wits end, bro, it's the end of the road and you don't know where to go, turn to prayer, bro. Just open your, open up your mouth, open up your heart and start talking to God. You know what I'm saying? So just right now, let's bow our head and close our eyes one more time before we get out of here. Dear God, we just come before you right now. So grateful for the chance to talk about you, God. I just want to reach out, just just spill out some love to the person that's listening right now and going through a hard time, God. I want you to just fill them, Lord, with your love. I want you to fill them with just your protection, God. Place a hedge of protection over their mind, their body, and their soul, God. Remind them that they are so loved and that you have such a great purpose for them, Lord. Just fill them up in every way, God, and just give them the little bit of hope they need to keep it pushing. Use this time, this podcast, as the nudge they needed to turn to you, God. This is their sign, so I pray they would act on it in your almighty name, Jesus. Amen. We just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast, that has gave us feedback, showed us love. Man, we just hope that you would continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is just to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.